Hi there, and a very warm welcome to Season 4, Episode 5 of People Soup. It's Ross McIntosh here. Pea Soupers, thanks for tuning in. This week it's a copper soup with me. I want to talk to you about perspective taking and how that relates to the world between our ears. Now if you could just try on these perspectacles please and read the bottom line of that chart over there. People Soup is an award-winning podcast where we share evidence-based behavioural science in a way that's practical, accessible and fun to nourish your mind to flourish at work. Let's go over to the news desk. Reviews are in for part two of my chat with Dr. Stan Steindl. Anne Parkinson on Twitter said, Great podcast. Loved listening to you two again. Really helpful explanations around switching motivational systems and bringing in compassion. Useful points on discussing compassion in the workplace by exploring fears, blocks and resistances. Compassion Ladder is a great takeaway. Well, thanks so much to Anne and to everyone who has listened, shared, followed, reviewed and commented. Very, very much appreciated. The People Soup virtual screening of the documentary film Work Songs is now live. There are a few tickets left, so don't miss out. I love this documentary by Mark Street. It explores how workers from all walks of life in the US find meaning in their jobs a topic very close to my heart. And you can send in your questions after you've seen the documentary as Mark Street, the director, will be a future guest on the podcast. And finally, a bit about one of the projects I've been working on. Earlier this year, I was commissioned to design and deliver a series of bite-sized evidence-based workshops for school staff in Bristol. My approach was to develop six workshops. Folks could choose to attend anywhere between one and six of the workshops, and they were designed on a foundation that relied heavily on contextual behavioural science. The titles of the workshops were intended to grab attention. They were Getting Perspective, Anxiety, Purpose, Rest, which was about leisure-term recovery, another one called Kind, which incorporated self-compassion and self-care, and another one called Notice, which was about engaging with the present moment. The response was tremendous. We had a total of 1,258 attendances and 560 of those completed a feedback form. 90% of attendees were either likely or very likely to recommend the webinar they attended to a colleague. I'd like to give an enormous shout-out of gratitude to the EdPsych team at Bristol for their pioneering work and their support in delivering these workshops. Particular appreciation and love to Emily, Jess, Duncan and Mary and of course everyone who attended. And here's a little sample of the feedback from attendees. Someone said they appreciated Ross's kind and understanding delivery of content. Really appreciate your warmth, humour and authenticity in your delivery. Someone else said, It has felt like the help that I have been desperate for. I work well with logical steps and breaking things down, but have been unable to do that on my own. This has done exactly that and it's going to help me going forward. Thank you. And here at People Soup, we value all feedback. One person said, It was condescending and made the assumption that everyone was too hard on themselves and couldn't cope with pressure. Perhaps you could be more balanced and understand that some people can be quite practical and don't panic. And this is so useful for me as a reminder that there are a multitude of perspectives out there. I do really know that I won't please everybody and it's sometimes difficult to receive feedback like this. I don't know about you, but this is the type of feedback that tends to stick far more readily in my mind. And there, right now, is the seed planted for another episode, folks. If you do enjoy the podcast, I'd love it if you would subscribe, rate and review it, whatever platform you're on. 
It helps us amplify our voice and reach more people with stuff that could be useful. For now, get a brew on and have a listen to my reflections on Perspectacles. So, P-Supers, I'm going to have a go at exercising my creativity, experimenting with ways to illustrate my point. And my point is that we all live inside our heads, and often we can assume other people are in there with us, think like us, and really get us. In my work and life, I constantly marvel that workplaces can function, relationships can happen and be sustained, and agreements can be made. Because I reckon we can spend a lot of time assuming that people are thinking just like us. And what's going on in someone else's head can shape how they look at the world, experience the world, and how they show up in that same world. And that applies to us too. And this was brought to life by an experiment conducted by Elizabeth Newton in 1990. So let me explain the experiment. In pairs, people were allocated the role of tapper or listener. The tapper was invited to tap out the rhythm of a popular song from a list of 25, such as Happy Birthday or the Star Spangled Banner. The listener had to guess the song, just from the taps. So, P-Supers, it would be remiss of me not to have a go at this with you. So let's have a go and try and bring that experiment to life. So I'm going to tap out two songs. Can you identify them? And I'm going to tell you that in the People Soup version of this experiment, the song could be a Christmas carol, a nursery rhyme, or a well-known Beatles track. And I'm going to tap them out with two pencils. Okay, so here we go. Song one. Okay, so that was song one. And here we go with song two. So how did you get on? Because in the next part of the experiment, before the listener guessed, the tapper was also asked how many people would get it right, and they thought about 50%. Now, in reality, how many of the listeners actually got the song right? Well, it was actually 2.5%, dramatically different from the result that the tapper predicted. So how did you get on, P-Supers? Did anyone manage to identify song one or song two? Before I reveal what I was tapping, let's just think about what was going on there, the different roles of the tapper and the listener. The difference is, when I was tapping out those songs for you, I was singing the song in my head. But you weren't in there with me, were you? So, let's reveal. The first song was... Bobby Shafto's gone to see Silver buckles on his knee He'll come back and marry me Bonnie Bobby Shafto And that's Bobby Shafto... A nursery rhyme that's probably quite particular to the northeast of England. And song two, wonder if anyone got this. The holly and the ivy, when they are both full grown, of all the trees that are in the wood, the holly bears the crown. Right, so how did you get on, P-Supers? When we talk to our partners, our friends, our children, our work colleagues, they don't have the context that's going on in our heads. They're not experiencing the inner world that we're experiencing, which could well be based on a whole range of factors and experiences we've had in our lives. And indeed, it depends which nursery rhymes they grew up with. As I said, mine was quite specific, I think, to the northeast of England, and whether they're familiar with Christmas carols or the Beatles. At work, other people don't know the soundtrack that's playing in our heads. They don't know our work songs. 
So, now I've got an exercise from one of our recent guests, Diana Hill. I think this exercise can help us expand our perspective and imagine we're playing with a pair of perspectacles. For example, with perspective taking, I might have people take their hands and make them into two O's. And you could do this now with me. Take your hands and put them into two O's. Mm -hmm. And then you put the O's right over your eyes like you're wearing goggles. And these goggles are are often our self-stories, our beliefs about who we are and who other people are. And if you look around, you kind of move your head from side to side, you can see how your periphery vision is really limited and your view is really limited, right? So with perspective taking, we do, there's two steps to it. The first is moving our hands away from our face and taking a look at our hands and seeing that we have a little bit more room, like, okay, this is a story. And I can start to identify maybe my right hand is the I'm not good enough story. And my left hand is the I'm better than you story. And we can hold both. <laughs> yeah. We're so, such, so interesting. I can believe that I'm not good enough. And at the same time, believe that I'm better than, right? So we can have these self stories that are limiting. And then the first step is just noticing that like, wow, okay, I can take perspective on this as a story. And then the second step is I want you to take those hands and keeping your focus forward, slowly separate your hands and move your hands to the side as if you're slowly peeling away and opening and notice your brain's tendency to want to choose a hand to focus on, but just keep your attention forward as if you're expanding and opening your awareness all the way to a more panoramic view so that your hands come all the way to the side and you can see in the corners of your eyes, your hands, but really you're focusing your mind forward. And then you can even drop your hands and keep that spacious panoramic view so that now you have a fuller perspective on you, on your story, but also one that is interconnected and that's really a 360 perspective because you can feel it expands all the way behind your back and all the way around the room. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's the power of something that's so simple, like perspective taking. Now, that's hard to write in a book. So I don't always do exercises like that. But, but then once you've, once you've felt that in a workshop with you, Ross, and I'm sure you have really cool stuff that you do with people, once you felt it with a workshop and then you go home and you have the book, you can start to say, okay, yeah, that's what perspective taking is. It's that, that's that expansive awareness where I'm, I'm interconnected and bigger than the small me that I get caught up in. And oh yeah, here I am, goggles on. I'm only seeing, you know, you, you, you're in a fight with your partner, with a friend, with your mom, with your dad, with your kid, you know what you're doing? Goggles on, <laughs> you know? And so you can feel that feeling of, well, this is when my goggles are on that I'm caught up in a self story. And now I also know the feeling of what it's like to be not caught up in the self story. Even though the self story is there, I didn't cut your hands off. I didn't strap them behind your back. I just gave you a little bit more room to take perspective on yourself and your life. And then with that room and that openness, we have more flexibility to move about the world. We see with a little bit more clarity and we move more freely, which is really what psychological flexibility is all about. I love that exercise from Diana, who talks about our self-stories and beliefs, those beliefs about who we are and those beliefs about who other people are. In the workplace, this is like our soundtrack, our work song that's constantly playing and influencing how we show up. And other people can't hear our work song, and sometimes we don't appreciate that, and that's when things might go awry. Next week, we'll be coming back to perspective-taking and perspectacles with another previous guest on the show, Sarah Bonner, 
who did some brilliant research on the experience of black women in their creative industries called Tapping Into Black Magic. And we'll be looking at how we can use our perspectives to help us get curious about other people's soundtracks at work and how their work song would probably be remarkably different to ours. Pea Supers, that's it, in the bag. The perspectives are now back in their case until you next need them. Thanks to Diana for her wisdom and goggles. And you can hear the full episode with Diana via the links in the show notes. If you like this episode or the podcast, could I invite you to share it with one other person? I'm really keen to spread the behavioural science and skills with more people. Of course, a subscription, follow, rating or review are also very much appreciated. The show notes are at rossmackintosh.co.uk and this includes links to a few different platforms. I love to hear from you and you can get in touch at peoplesoup.pod at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at peoplesouppod. On Instagram, at people.soup. And on Facebook, we are at peoplesouppod. Thanks to Andy Glenn for his spoon magic and to Alex Engelberg for his vocals. And to you for listening. Look after yourselves, peace soupers, and bye for now. Bobby Shafto's gone to see Silver buckles on his knee He'll come back and marry me Bonnie Bobby Shafto